What's going on, guys? I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd, and this is episode 50. 50 of the Creation Grounds. What a milestone. Before I get into our next guest, I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe, tell people about this podcast that will be inspired, motivated, educated, and all of that. I think 50 is an appropriate episode number for this next guest to come on because for 50 years, this is the 50th year anniversary for New Federal Theater, and our next guest is none other than Woody King Jr. himself, the founder of New Federal Theater. Many great actors, including Chadwick Boseman, Denzel, tons, the list goes on and on and on and on, have walked through the doors of New Federal Theater. Woody King Jr. himself is a pioneer in black theater. He is in your theater books. If you follow theater, you've come across his name. You know this man. You've probably auditioned for him. In this episode, he talks about and honors Douglas Turner Ward's life, who was the founder of NEC, who we regrettably lost this year, early this year. He talks about some stories that he has with Doug, how Doug was inspirational, and why people should know Douglas Turner Ward's name. We talk about New Federal a little bit and how he founded New Federal. Um, the state of black theater and what are the challenges of black theater and how we can overcome those challenges. We get into the history of Woody King Jr. himself. Enjoy this episode with Woody King Jr., a legend upon whose shoulders we stand on and actors of my generation and younger, we stand on the shoulders of all those who have gone before us. So it's important to know who these people are and what they've done for us because they paved the way. Enjoy this episode with Woody King Jr. What is up, Mr. Woody King Jr., a trailblazer, pioneer is in the building. I am happy to be speaking with you today. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. That's good. Tell me about the moment that you decided you wanted to build a moment in uh, the arts, a life in the arts. What was that like for you? Oh, about 17, 16 or 17 years old in Detroit and started looking for drama schools and all of that. And... Uh, uh, found one in the white suburbs and uh, um, Detroit Arts and Crafts Society. So I went to three at the same time, but I was always interested in uh, poetry and the librarian. When I moved from that into being in the drama, the librarian, a man named Kirks Myers, sort of like would hit me to all the plays and things that came in. And they built a, a collection after a very famous person. And so they hit me to a lot of stuff, you know, and, but I knew, and I began to pursue it. And uh, then in, um, I guess I was about 19 uh, uh, years old, a production of A Raised in the Sun came to Detroit and it starred Douglas Turner Ward and, um, uh, Robert Hooks and uh, Francis Forster. And I came to the theater every night and would wait outside for them and walk them to the hotel and ask them a million questions about theater and theater in New York. And uh, immediately after that, I saw a film called The Defiant Ones mm -hmm. starring Sidney Poitier. And uh, my fate was hooked. Yeah, just caught the bug from there. So over time, I know you're you're the founder of New Federal. Over time and over your uh, illustrious career, you've been interviewed tons of times. So I wanted to make this one kind of unique. What questions and interviews do you wish people would ask you that they never or rarely do? So we so we give you something uh, original. 
And, and they've asked me every question <laughs> possible. I don't think there is anything left unasked. Uh, and over the years, I've answered them. I've tried to answer them. Mm -hmm. But the questions they really need to know is, you, very, you had to be very hip to literature. You have to read a lot and uh, write a lot. I got five books out. I make films. I got five or six films, uh, one on black theater in America. I would, I would encourage uh, every young journalist and everywhere to look at it. And it tells you, uh, it starts from a raised in the sun. Mm -hmm. Those two, when I made the film. So I, I, I think those are the uh, uh, things. And uh, I, I guess the second thing is education. Once you know the route you want to take, you've got to go to uh, school and learn it. I got two degrees, I got five or six honorary doctorates. So, I, you know, it's like it never stops. You never stop learning. I get a play in, I read it in two days, three days. It never stops. You never stop getting scripts from all over the United States, all over the world. Beautiful. And was tell me about the day that you met Doug. Was the first time you met Douglas Turner Ward in that Detroit production, or had you met him yes, before? Yes, yes, that was the first time. 1959. We we were very young. <laughs> I think Doug was very young. It was I was about oh man, eighteen and nineteen. Doug was about twenty five, playing the lead in uh, Raised in the Sun. Well, he had understudied her on Broadway. Nice under Sydney. Yeah, that's beautiful. So some people who are listening to this may not know who Douglas Turner Ward is. Um, it's it's weird to me, but maybe potentially they don't know him. Why is Douglas Turner Ward such an important person in American history? Um, Douglas Turner Ward founded uh, a company called the Negro Ensemble Company. It was a pioneer Black acting company with 99% African-Americans and they were all young people and they were all energetic and Doug Turner and Robert Hooks and Gerald Crone, the trio has been the formula for starting companies. You need an executive director, you need an artistic director and you need a, a, a manager. Every company, whether they're white or black, has been sort of like uh, uh, the format for mm -hmm. African-American companies. That was unheard of back then in 67, 68. And what is your favorite moment with Douglas Turner Ward? I know we're, we're honoring him. He's unfortunately passed um, this month. What, what's your favorite memory with him? Well, my favorite moment, of course, is uh, I was an understudy in one of his plays, and uh, A Day of Absence. I, I think I replaced uh, either uh, Lonnie Elder or Arthur French, and it was for four weeks. And it was like, incredible. He would come in, look at it, and uh, those were moments I will always cherish. That's a, that's a great play too, Day of Absence, very funny. Mm -hmm. 
What is your earliest memory of the Negro Ensemble Company? You mentioned that earlier was founded. You met him in Detroit. Obviously, he maybe took you under his wing. And what what what's your earliest memory of NEC? Okay, uh, okay. Now you understand. Doug didn't take me under his wings. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, my earliest memory of NEC was uh, the first play they did, the song of the Lusitanian Bogey. It was a brilliant play, you know. Um, Brilliant play by Peter Weiss. And uh, uh, the bogey itself on stage was a master creation. It was a, uh, and I had never seen that kind of work in a black theater. Mm -hmm. So you're the founder of New Federal Theater. What, what, tell me about the moment that you created New Federal. Where'd that I come created from? New Federal in 1971. Uh, I incorporated it, and uh, I had to have all these rules and regulations on incorporations. Uh, and I went out and got them. And uh, uh, our goal, our yeah, our goal was to integrate people of color and women into the mainstream of American theater. I had a great opportunity to work with your current artistic director, Karen Brown. And over the years, we're 50 years old. I've worked with and hired, oh, there's so many legends of color and women. Yeah. And for, for your company and, and NEC, why do you think companies like this have been around for 50 years? What, 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 is, what makes them special? Companies like NEC? Companies or, like New Federal, because we love black people and we're pr producing for them, to them, and for them to see uh, what we have uh, that I, they, they, can, they can identify with. You know, uh, we're not trying to be white. We're mm -hmm. not trying to be um, Asian. We're not trying to be uh, what we're not. And if we do an Asian play, you can bet we're going to get an Asian person to put it together. Nice. Mm -hmm. The representation. What, what, what's the most important lesson that you may have learned from Douglas Turner Ward, if at all? To read uh, everything. Doug read everything. He was, I can't tell you. Uh, sometimes Doug would have, if you went to his office, you would have four or five newspapers. Wow. You read so much. I don't know how he took it in. You know, <laughs> if you went out to lunch with him, you know, uh, you would have a newspaper. He hadn't finished the article. And you were sitting there talking to him, and he's finishing the article. He finished it. Uh, well, he felt good about it. He didn't feel good about it. Um, Uh, he would sit and have his coffee and finish the article. He read, he wrote, he directed. He was all around. He, he was that true sense of artistic director. That's beautiful. And I loved if, it. I loved it. 
so a key for him was reading in this environment, like everything's on technology, you see things on Netflix and streaming. If, if Doug was navigating creating a theater company in the current um, environment, what do you think he would do? How would he approach that? He would know all about uh, Zoom. He would know all about uh, the current uh, technical uh, advantages of uh, producing in that arena. And then he would find plays to coincide with that arena. And what, what are the challenges of black theater today? And how can steps be taken to enrich and solve some of those challenges in your opinion? Oh, oh the challenges of course is getting money. Mm -hmm. Okay, the challenges are uh, our wealthy uh, uh, American black people whether they're athletes or movie stars or uh, uh, businessmen should support black theater. And they do not, as a, as a whole, they do not. They do not set up foundations to support black culture and black art. Yeah. What, what show or performance had you just riveted and left the theater just totally inspired? Do you have a, a favorite play or moment in the theater that's done that for you? I mean, uh, by Negro Ensemble? But any, in general, could be anything that you've ever seen. Well, I would say uh, uh, The Trial of One Short-Sighted Black Woman versus Mammy Louise and Safrita May by Marcia Leslie. Um, that New Federal did. Mm -hmm. uh, for the Negro Ensemble, I would say it was the soldier story. The original. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I ask all my guests this um, for every episode. When you think of the word creative, who comes to mind for you and why? Douglas Turner War comes to mind as creative. Yeah. You know, he's without a doubt ex was exceptionally creative. I mean, I know you probably weren't born when they did song of Lusitania and Bogey. <laughs> <laughs> I know about it though. Yeah, man, if you had seen that, how those actors uh, use Bogey, the Bogey. Wow, man. And Doug produced that. Yeah. What if, so we like, the actors of my generation are totally standing on the shoulders of giants, people like you who have paved the way, pioneered everything for us. Um, what advice do you have for this generation of actors? They got to okay. read more, read, read more, more plays, read gotcha. more uh, of the works of Toni Morrison, mm -hmm. uh, James Baldwin, yes, sir. Ralph Ellison. These uh, are Richard Wright. Uh, Douglas Turner Ward, his Haitian Chronicles. Uh, I think young actors read a few plays and they think, well, man, I can, I understand this, I understand this. But if you do the play, you gotta read a play six or seven times before you even go into rehearsal. Because mm -hmm. the demands on you, the demands are, Tremendous, you know the way you the way you look at people, the way you talk to people, it has to come from deep within. Uh, I think uh, 
They have to read Stanislavski. They have to read An Actor Prepares. They have to read uh, Building a Character. They have to read these books. They have to constantly read them. You can't read them 10 years ago and then maybe glance. You have to read it. You got to read it every three or four years. You got to read Actor Prepares every three or four years and know that that's the American version. <laughs> yeah. 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 Beautiful. Um, so I thank you for coming on and speaking to us about Doug and remembering him. How can people connect with you um, to learn more about New Federal, learn more about the projects that you have going on, potentially donate? Well, this weekend on um, the 27th of uh, tomorrow of February, we are doing a South African play, doing apartheid, widows. Um, it would be the 27th and 28th is on Zoom. It's on, uh, they can go to our website and see it. Uh, our website is newfederaltheater.com, www.newfederaltheater.com. Beautiful. Woody King Jr., I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. 